place it comfortably. Uh, just a few brief words from me tonight. Um, where um, Sen and my kind of work as a psychologist would overlap is that <clears throat> what we often do is where we begin is that we um, uh, are look, we're having an inward focus, you know, so that we examine our thoughts and um, feelings um, and our uh, effect of our behaviours on others, um, discovering where our, our blind spots are and so on. So there's some kind of, there is some level of self-examination um, occurs in the beginning and probably is covered by uh, Dogen's statement of those first three lines, to study Zen is to study the self. Right? Then it says to study the self is to forget the self and to forget the self is to be um, affirmed or confirmed by life, by the 10,000 things. So that, that first statement is that we, we do begin with some kind of self-examination. And even the um, sutra which Mark um, gave us tonight is a, is a reflection on what we do to harm ourselves or harm others. Um, and most people would have a, have a sense that Zen and Buddhism in general, or even spirituality, spiritual disciplines in general, are a, a journey within. Um, but it is only up to a certain degree. And if you keep going in and in and just reflecting on your own inner, the nuances of your own inner experience, your thoughts, emotions, dreams, questioning your motives, looking at the blind spots, you could, you could stay stuck there for a lifetime. Right? And just get caught in the bubble of what you, what you are. And it, and it made me think that it'd be like um, a young person who spent all the time looking in the mirror, grooming themselves, but never goes out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's all for trying to improve the self and examine the self and, and so on, but it never, never actually moves away from that into anything else. Yeah. And so we do need to start there, um, but it requires... Um, what it really requires is having some, um, at least, uh, um, moderate understanding of our own processes, you know, and um, what we get preoccupied with, you know, finding the blind spots. But if, if that's all that Zen practice was, um, it just would be a sophisticated, self-centred dream. You know, that, that's, what, that's all it would end up being, because it doesn't actually move beyond the bubble of the self. And um, hopefully what happens as you go through a lifetime of Zen practice, in the words of one of my colleagues from another tradition, you start to get bored with yourself. You, know, you just find yourself repeating the same old neurotic thoughts and beliefs and so on over again. And, and it's like you get, in a good sense, you kind of get tired of it, you know, and it's like you know it so well. Right? And you go, oh, really? Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Do I really need to examine that once more? I already know what it is. And, um, and, but when you get bored with it, you know, um, actually something is dropping away. You know, the, the need to be preoccupied with the self is, is moving away. And then you're moving into that, 
that second phase of Dogen's three statements, you're then starting to forget the self. Um, Don't forget, that's that's where we're getting to in practice, is forgetting the self. So while it's important to have a a self-focus to begin with, and and probably would be considered to be... um, a spiritual bypass in a sense not to start there you know and, and look at one's own behaviors and so on but as you move through a lifetime of Zen practice you, you're less concerned with that and your attention is more external so you start off with an internal focus and then it becomes external and that that externality may be um, you know a focus on the people close around you, you know, in your family and your friends and your community and, and larger issues like ecological issues and social justice issues, you know, like bigger, bigger picture issues is where your attention is drawn to rather than, rather than to, to just yourself. And um, a very interesting um, practice to do, which I do particularly um, when we go to Stroud, which we're soon to do again. I try to spend a whole day listening to sounds. Like that's that's what my I'll do that as a practice. And and when you're just listening to the, um, you know, the rustling of the breeze through the trees and the bird songs that come and go and the, the crickets and the frogs and so on. And and it's kind of funny because you do it like after hour after hour. Then you go, yeah, but what about me? <laughs> it's like you're so so focused on it. It's like yeah, yes, but what about me? What what what's in this for me? Um, and then you laugh at yourself. Do you know in terms of how you turn it back on something that you're gaining? Do you know or improving or whatever? But um, but just to just to have a practice where you you intentionally um, externalize your awareness into 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 sound is a good one to focus on um, because it's always there and it's always coming and going and you, you do that for hour on end and um, it, it does lead to a forgetting of the self and then you realise by contrast how much time you actually do spend thinking about yourself and caught in the, in the bubble so it can be very useful at times um, just to have mindfulness of sound as a as a practice to return to. And then just to finish the sequence, you know, with the third of Dogen's statements, um, uh, to forget the self is to be um, affirmed by the 10,000 things, is that if if there's a forgetting of the self and a a forgetting of making progress and improving and so on, um, then we, we open ourselves to being it's a receptive process. We just open ourselves to um, receiving life as it is. And it's almost like there's no effort to it. That's just what we turn up and do because there's no self-preoccupation getting in the way. And so, and so in a sense, it's, when we say that it's affirming the self, not this little self, but there's an affirmation of the fact that we um, exist in this extraordinarily um, mysterious interwoven world that we're a part of and we're a part of it so there is a sense of self but it's a very very large one compared to the one that we began with 
and it has no boundaries and no barriers. Um, so it's not an annihilation of self by any means. Um, it's just a, an, an affirmation of a of a um, a more infinite self, if you could put it that way. <coughs>